I open this week's show with a heavy heart and sad news. An admiral in the Priority One podcast fleet known to our community as Airborne passed away last week on Wednesday, May 27th. Not only was he a dedicated Star Trek Online player, but he found a band of brothers and sisters within the Priority One podcast community, like he did when he proudly served for the United States of America. Airborne was committed to ensuring that our community was the best environment for like-minded players that wanted to play Star Trek Online in a safe and encouraging atmosphere. Not only did he serve the Priority One podcast fleet, but he also supported the ongoing development of this show by hosting weekly live streams on our Twitch channel and assisting me with the live broadcasts of our weekly episode recordings on PriorityOnePodcast.com. If you would like to honor his life, as well as the life of other veterans who have served this country, the family has asked that in lieu of flowers, donations be made to the Wounded Warriors Project. The Priority One Podcast community will hold a memorial in Star Trek Online on Thursday, June 4th, after its live episode recording. More information will be released on PriorityOnePodcast.com forward slash airborne. Even when the pressure mounted, and I suggested he take a break, his reply was, No, we have a job to do. Let's get it done. And that's what we're going to do. To remember him, we dedicate this 224th episode of Priority One Podcast to Sean Airborne Williams. brought us here. No brought. You arrival. Gone. You must be. Harm is coming. Always to you. Speak to survival. Survival to harm. You harm you. I don't understand. Jace, are the translators working? No, Jace. Mash Tremont. I don't believe it will help. I hypothesize this is telepathic communication. What makes you say that? Mastermind and you in you. Curses and harm to you. Mastermind, we're not here to harm you. We're here to retrieve our people. If you let them go, we will go and never return. You other gone. Gone and harm. Confusion on Mastermind. Nor harm. Metals cleaned. Metals arrival you. There are too many thoughts. Too much emotion. Mastermon, release the others. Communicate with me. No, absolutely not. This is my mission, Commander. I'll stay. You hear me, Mastermon? You harm. You stay always to you. You curses. You stay prevent arrival. No arrival again. And also... Oh, my head. <clears throat> We're... We're back on the shuttle. Correct, Mr. Metricon. Fascinating. What is it, Commander? We are docked aboard the Prioritas. <laughs> Commander, the dock. She's seizing. Quick, throw me that tricorder. What's going on? Is she okay? Commander Pentad to sickbay. We need a med team to the road. Shuttle Bay 1. 
Guys, I'm fine. I need to talk to the captain. Now. Some wine would be nice, too. It's interesting, in the minutes that passed during the Shuttle Rogue's final launch preps, Jace, Ben, Finn, and myself experienced days. We set up a surveillance site below the planet's surface, launched an unexpected assault against savages, became trapped by a super-powered Captain Adem Tuzak, and had a conversation with a Mastermon. It's that Mastermon conversation that's sure to get Starfleet's attention. He, or maybe she, could not communicate with words or pictures, as we know them, but emotion, I guess? And while some things were so convoluted and confusing, other things were so clear. The crew of the Prite were dead, Captain Tuzak was dead as well, but only after his mind, memories, and nightmares were used to communicate with us, to scare us off. Anyone that got too close to the planet died. It had been that way since Mastermon. For a long time, according to Mastermon anyway, there was no intrusion, no death. Then our kind came, many of us, and he wanted it to end. I think he wanted the dying to stop, but I can't be sure. I don't believe the death or pain he caused was malicious, but if I'm being honest, I'm afraid of him. It. The strangest part of the whole experience, though, is that I can't shake the feeling of pity I have for it. I think the most fascinating thing, Doctor, is that everyone seemed to be affected, but the away team were the only personnel that experienced the same illusion, the same nightmare. I believe he understood. We, people, I mean, function better together than alone. Instead of turning our own nightmares on us, he tapped into Captain Tuzak's. Thankfully, they were more strange than frightening. According to your reports, strangeness has less to do with success than Ben Metricon. That man is a machine, sir. He single-handedly saved us at least twice. So I wonder why Mastermon chose me. Ben really did save us, in any other circumstance. This isn't any other circumstance, Cookie. It wasn't about retrieval, rescue, survival. That is Ben's specialty. That's why we're here, frankly. Had it been as simple as rescue, Starfleet, it would seem, sent the right ship, the right man. You mentioned in your report that the creature communicated through some deviation of emotion. I can't think of anyone in that party, on this ship, <laughs> in this universe, more qualified to communicate in such a way. You have a truly remarkable understanding of the sentient condition. The sentient condition? Your need to understand all things sentient, both physical and emotional. Your need to crack the proverbial shell that some people can build. Your openness with your own emotions. You were the perfect choice. Besides, we know your feeling on emotionally unavailable men. <laughs> hey! But thanks. In your report, you also stated a, 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 a mind meld with the other members of the party. The reports mention no such phenomenon. Probably a side effect of my direct contact with the Mastermon. It was eye-opening and maybe a little more intimate than I was expecting. Intimate? How so? With Mastermon, I felt what he intended for me to feel. But with the others, Jace and the landing party, I mean, I saw everything. It was like hearing their emotion, seeing their words, feeling their thoughts. It was overwhelming and confusing. It's difficult to explain. A better understanding of their motivation and desires, but little else, is how it was worded in your report. Right. 
Have you told them? Not really, no. Don't you think they deserve to know, Cookie? Wouldn't you want to know? I suppose I would, but I'm sort of an open book. They're private men, Captain. All of them keep to themselves, for the most part. What do you really know about any of them? Even Jace. Especially Jace. You have to tell them. You know you have to. I know. I'm just not sure how. Anyway, I've heard the crew had some pretty scary experiences. Should I notify the counselors to prepare for a heavy workload? Yes. It's easy to see how someone's mind could be broken if exposed to the Mastermind bombardment. It was more than a little unpleasant. May I ask? Maybe another time. For now, go get some rest. You've earned it. Welcome back to reality. Thank you, Captain. There's no place like home. It's easy to understand how a mine could be broken. Helmsman, set a course for Starbase 82. And be ready, people. It's a short jump and the Borg may be waiting. Engage. There they are. Helmsman, bring us within two kilometers. Mr. Metricon, activate tack teams and fire at will. Mr. Tan, emergency power to weapons. Mr. Metricon? Mr. Tan! Where are my officers? Where are all of my breach officers? This episode of Priority One Podcast is brought to you by our Patreon supporter, Mizugai. We thank him and all our other patrons for their monthly support. Admirals, you're listening to episode 224 of Priority One Podcast, the premier Star Trek online podcast, recorded on Thursday, May 28th, 2015, and available for download or streaming on Monday, June 1st, at PriorityOnePodcast.com. I'm Elijah. I'm Cookie. I'm Kenna. I'm Cam. And I'm Jace. All right, Cookie, why don't you tell us what we have in store this week? Well, for starters, this is the last episode where Elijah and I will be on as regular hosts. But don't be sad, it won't be the last you hear from us. We're working on our new show, On Screen, that we hope to have out later this summer. And definitely way before Vegas. In the meantime this week, Jace treks out the second volume in the IDW Star Trek ongoing comic series. And Cam reminds us that you can always learn something from Priority One Podcasts. In STO News, the summer event is upon us, along with a new ship and awesome summer gear. We'll also offer some highlights from an AMA session from STO's community manager, Laughing Trendy. Cam goes over the rewards from the new feature episode, and Jace keeps us up to speed with this week's patch notes. Later, I interview the two new hosts replacing Elijah and me on the show, Kenna and Cam. Of course, as always, before we wrap things up, we'll open hailing frequencies for your incoming messages. Speaking of hailing frequencies, it's great to receive all your messages, so chat with us during our live stream on Thursday nights at PriorityOnePodcast.com forward slash live, or answer our community questions by commenting on our website, 
facebook.com forward slash priority one or via Twitter at STO Priority One. Thanks again to all our Patreon supporters that make this show possible from week to week. Because of their support, the servers stay on, the power keeps flowing, and the team keeps producing. Help us improve the show by considering a financial contribution via our Patreon page. All right, let's find out what the crew of the Enterprise has been up to in the second volume of IDW's ongoing Star Trek comic series. I don't know. Then let's trek it out. All right, Admirals, this week let's trek out the second volume of the Star Trek comic series from IDW, following the continuing adventures of the JJ-verse after the events of Star Trek 2009. The first half of this volume collects their take on the classic episode Operation Annihilate, and then moves on to their first wholly original story, Vulcan's Vengeance. So I rewatched the TOS episode after reading this, as it had been some years since I'd seen it. The comparison's interesting. Rather than just a different spin on the same story, as we saw last volume with varying levels of success, I felt that the comic essentially told a different story using the framework of the same rough series of events. The comic version gives us some insight into Kirk's family life with some flashbacks, expanding on the young Kirk sequence from the film, where he totals the car into the ravine, as well as showing us Uhura's concerns over Spock's behavior since the destruction of Vulcan. In contrast, the original episode kills off Sam, George Samuel Kirk, I I believe referred to as George in the movie, and focuses on the drama of Kirk's command responsibilities, torn between preventing the spread of the mind-controlling creatures and the fates of his nephew and Spock. I'm satisfied with the comic adaptation, though I'm pleased that the second story in this volume is a fresh one. That story, Vulcan's Vengeance, as their first all-new storyline in the series, certainly kicks things off with a bang. If anything, I feel like the creative team may have been concerned about losing readership and really amped up the story as a result. It follows events in the aftermath of the destruction of Vulcan and the loss of the Narada, and quickly ends up not only in the neutral zone, but on Romulus itself not to mention a guest character as a bit of a twist reveal partway through. All in all, it was a decent tale about the weight of vengeance and the logic, or lack thereof, behind pursuing vengeance. The involvement of the Romulans put me in mind of the classic ep, The Enterprise, incident. This story is mostly unlike that one, but it made me think that a number of interesting scenarios involving Spock that happened in the original series will be undermined by having him already in a relationship with Ahura. We'll see how it goes. So far overall, the series is good enough that I'm looking forward to reading Volume 3, so I'll see you then. We are not just jokers around here, despite what some may think. We actually have our moments, sometimes, where we provide some choice nuggets of worldly news. And sometimes we have smart people like Dr. Hurt who come on and make it seem like we are really smart. About a month ago, we had Dr. Hurt on the show for Episode 220. He discussed and debunked an article that was floating around the net claiming that NASA was working on a warp drive. This article had gone viral and it seemed like many online news outlets had latched onto it without verifying the facts. This week, NBC News put out an article that has NASA stating that they are not working on this particular theory, that it isn't even peer-reviewed and it seems to break the laws of physics. Basically a hoax something we had already talked about on our show a month ago. We were debunking this before it was cool to debunk it. 
You can listen to all our previous episodes, including episode 220 with Dr. Hurt at PriorityOnePodcast.com. Have you discovered something that you think the rest of our listeners would enjoy hearing about? A new advancement in science or tech that you would like us to cover? Then send it over to us via incoming at PriorityOnePodcast.com. Now let's find out what happened this week in Star Trek Online. Computer status report. Status. Incoming message. I'm only in the mood for good news today. All right, Admirals, we've got a lot to cover this week. Kenna, why don't you take it away? Calling all Ferengi lovers, get ready for a couple of big stories this week. Cookie will have something later that you've all been waiting for, but first up is the news that Aaron Eisenberg will be joining the voice cast of Star Trek Online soon. He'll be reprising his role as Nog from Deep Space Nine, but he's now all grown up and in command of his own ship, the USS Chimera. It's implied that he'll be part of a future episode of the Iconian War, but there are no definite details yet. Perfect World released an audio interview with Aaron, where he talks about gaming with his kids, and the fact that this will be his first foray into voiceover acting. It's worth a listen. The response to this news from players seems to be pretty positive, with many welcoming another Ferengi to the cast and also loving the tie-in back to DS9. Hey Jace, wasn't it the year that you and I first went to the convention that uh, I did that interview with him and asked him specifically about Star Trek Online? And he's like, Star Trek Online, what? Oh, I play WoW with my with my kids. I don't even know anything about Star Trek. I have a Mac. Oh, was that him or was that Travis Mayweather? No, no, that was him. That was Aaron. Oh, uh, okay, that wasn't me. That wasn't with me. See, I like this guy. When we had our booth this last year, he was right next to us. He was really nice. House of Peg is now live. That's right. After delays, the House of Peg feature episode is now live on Holodeck. No spoiler reviews this week. We're going to wait till next week to give everyone a chance to play through it before we discuss this Effie in depth. However, I will go over the rewards very quickly. It looks like the main prizes for the featured episodes and its replays will be traits. Starting off this week with the ground trait, Up Close and Personal which gives you increased damage the closer you are to the target, from 4.5 meters up to 1.5 meters. Next week will be the space trait, Point Blank Shot, which I assume will do the same thing but for space weapons. It sounds pretty interesting. The last week will be a starship trait called the Best Defense, for which the tooltip says, Attack Patterns Grant a Hull Healing Buff. This should make for an interesting synergy with the Shield Distribution Officer Agent Nerul, among other things. Finally, once per week per account, you will get a reward box that when opened lets you choose between an upgrade kit or a spec point. These items are bound to account and can be traded to alts. However, you can only claim them once per account in a week. Reminder that this reward has a 7-day cooldown. So if you claim it on a Saturday, you'll have to wait till next Saturday to claim the next one. Yeah, don't mess up like me with the last featured episode and only get two of the rewards because of the cooldown. Because I did them so late at night before the patch. Yeah, I believe I got only two upgrade kits last reward as well, just because of that. Mm-hmm. So, Cam, with this ground trait, the up close and personal, that works on ranged weapons, but doesn't that already happen? So your doesn't your damage already increase the closer you are to your target? Yes, this so, is going to be a bonus so dom- damage on top of that. On top of the increase that you already yes. get. Yes, actually, I wouldn't okay. say that your damage increases when you're like regularly 
when you normally play it doesn't increase when you get closer it decreases as you go farther oh i see right your base damage is at point blank so now you're you'll do even more damage at point blank yeah i'm still not convinced that that's going to be that useful on ground, it might not be as useful as in space. Although I like to run around with a pulse wave a lot, so it might help me. We'll see. It's it's going to take some um, testing for sure. Okay, admirals, pay close attention while I go over this week's release notes to Holodeck. New featured episode, House Peg. Bonus Marks Weekend has been moved to June 11th through June 15th. There are also some known issues. That is all. Whoa. It's a whole new game! I know. It's like a relaunch. However, we did just get the Tribble maintenance notes, which we will include in the show notes. We haven't really had a chance to look at them. It does include the tech for unlocking event ships across your whole account, so hopefully that will be ready in time for the launch of the summer event. Guys, the summer event is almost here. I'm so excited. It starts this Thursday, June 4th, and it runs until July 16th. This means we can spend all our time on Ryza and not feel like people are judging us. <laughs> what? I, I do other things during the summer event. I do other hey, I do things. A, it's a strategic location in the Iconian War. We need a strong mm-hmm. presence there. I do lots of things on there. So we will still have all the old favorite activities, dance parties, horgon hunts, power board racing, floater challenge courses. And now we're building sandcastles in the sand, sandcastles in the But we also have some new things to look forward to this year. We will be getting Ryzean print shirts, which seems pretty awesome, and I hope we can pick our own colors. And I don't know if this was a joke, but the blog referred to these shirts as being covered in horgons and dancing girls, so we will see if it's actually a legit print or if that was just put in there for fun. We also have a chance to get a Ferengi Nandi warship! I know our community manager, Laughing Trendy, is very happy about this. To get this ship, you have to participate in the Floater Challenge and earn enough of this year's Lolana prize vouchers. As you know, these are different from last year's, so I'm not even going to attempt to guess how many you need. Once you get the Ferengi Nandi warship on one tune, you will get a significant discount on your other tunes. A 100% discount for free! But remember, at the end of the summer event, all uncompleted Lolanut Festival reputation projects will be deleted. Last week, community manager Laughing Trendy stopped swinging her hammer for a few minutes to sit down and host an AMA on Reddit and answer a few questions from the Star Trek Online community. It was great to get an insight into her thoughts about the game and learn a little bit more about her life outside of Star Trek Online as well. Trendy revealed that she has a quote-unquote special relationship with coffee, and her favorite energy weapon type is Polaron, because it's purple. But she also talked about her love for tabletop games and what life was like as a young Trendy. I spoke to her yesterday about her reaction to the AMA, and she said it was a great success, so much so that a lot of the devs are interested in doing them now, so keep a lookout for that in the near future. Do you actually know which one of the devs might be interested yeah, well, she said almost 100% it would be Thomas Moroni. So um, they were talking about doing a sort of specialized um, AMA. So, for instance, his might be something to do with um, art design specifically, which is his area of expertise. Oh, I'm looking forward to that, Meow. Did you just say I'm looking forward to that, Meow? <laughs> <laughs> I 
actually missed this because I was out of town. I wonder if she said where she got the name Laughing Trendy from because I've always wondered that. I'll have to look and see. I don't know if she got no, it. No, it's not in there. Oh, man. A transcript of the questions and answers is available on the forums, and we'll leave a link on the webpage for this episode at PriorityOnePodcast.com forward slash PO224. Well, again this week, in an effort to bring you some of the news and comments from Perfect Well Entertainment and Cryptic that aren't officially announced on the blogs, here's the latest comments pulled from the forums, DevTracker and the Twitterverse. Jeremy Bordicus Randall tweeted that he had a hard time pressing play on podcasts that are longer than 30 minutes. What are you trying to say, Bord? Huh? Hey? Bordicus also posted in the STO forums that the devs are planning on removing the PvP damage and PvP resist mods from the crafting system. The devs, quote, consider it an experiment that didn't work out, unquote. They are also examining options on how to deal with items that already have these mods. This will make it a lot easier to craft mods now. So instead of having a, what was it, a 1 in 16 chance of getting the mod you want? Actually, it was more like a 1 in 160 chance of getting the mod you want. It's probably like 1 in 100 now. Well, that's an improvement. I'm not crafting anything until I can change the modifiers and have control over them. And lastly, before we wrap up Star Trek Online news, here are some events to look forward to this coming week. There are no weekend events scheduled for the next few weeks as we've got a couple of special events already running. Now through the 18th of June, House Peg is the featured episode. Don't forget to run it weekly to get all three of the special rewards. Also, as Cookie already mentioned, the Lola Nut Festival on Risa starts on Thursday the 4th of June and runs for six weeks. As Jace mentioned in the patch notes, the Marks weekend has been moved forward one week, so it is coming one week earlier. I see, so it was the 18th, and now it's the 11th of June. Correct. Well, that wraps up Star Trek Online news this week. Let's get to know the two new hosts that will be replacing Cookie Cupcakes and me. Well, Admirals, as we have already announced, Cookie and I will be retiring as regular hosts here on Priority One Podcast. But fear not, we have two talented and amazing people taking over for us from week to week here on Priority One Podcast. We introduce to you, Kenna and Cam. Hi, everyone. Hey, Elijah. Greetings, everyone. This is Cam, a.k.a. the Sarcasm Detector. So, Kenna, Cam, thank you so much for taking it upon yourselves and volunteering your time and talents to take over as hosts here on Priority One Podcast. Thank you so very much. It's great to have you. You guys have been doing a fantastic job the last several weeks, and we're glad to uh, to offer you the full-time spot. It's great. I don't have to do weird things to Jace anymore to take his spot. <laughs> oh, my God. I appreciate it, personally. <laughs> well, I would just like to say thank you very, very much for having me, because I was a super fan before you asked me to come on and uh, help host the show, uh, and now I'm just really, really pleased to be here, and it's great fun, and the team is great, and we will be very sadly missing you, Elijah, and Cookie, when you are no longer with us. Wow, that sounded sincere. It was sincere. It was sincere. Of all the hosts I've met, <laughs> you were the most human. <laughs> <laughs> so let's take this opportunity to get to know you guys a little bit more for our weekly listeners. Cookie, why don't you go ahead and take the first question? So tell us your Star Trek story. How did Star Trek become a part of your life, Kenna? Uh, well, I don't actually remember 
you know, a lot of people remember the first time they saw Star Trek, and I don't remember that. I just remember I was in high school, and it was at the time uh, the Next Generation was on, and it was on like twice a day, every day, and I watched it like twice a day, every day, um, and I loved it. It was sort of a constant presence in my life, and I used to have a really long um, bus journey to and from school, and I used to sit there and daydream about what it would be like to be on the Enterprise, flying around the galaxy. Absolutely loved it. Um, and I've sort of always been a Trekkie ever since then. Um, you know, I missed a couple series when I was off partying in college, but I always sort of come back to it, um, and it's just always sort of spoke to me, and uh, yeah, I guess that's it. You see, the next generation was actually how I partied in college. Youngster. Ah. <laughs> that explains a lot. Yeah. TNG was my favorite. Yeah, it still is my favorite. It still is. I mean, I know it sounds a bit sounds a bit lame because, you know, this is back when I was a teenager and used to, you know, daydream on the bus about, you know, hanging out with um, Wesley Crusher. Yeah, I know. Um, Me too. But I still, you know, I still do when I'm bored, you know, and I'm on a bus or a train and I haven't got anything else to do. I still, that's my go-to daydream because it's kind of this oh. universe that I'm familiar with. Um, I've moved on to Data. Oh, no, the Star Trek <laughs> part, not the Wesley Crusher. No, no not the Wesley oh, okay, Crusher okay. bit. No, I'm sort of, I'm a bit too old for him now, but I've moved on to Riker. We'll get on to that later. Um, but yeah, no, it's just sort of that familiar universe to me. So um, yeah. What about you, Cam, a.k.a. Sarcasm Detector? Well, this is a long, long story, so I'll make it short. Back in the 80s, there really wasn't much good sci-fi at all. I mean, cartoon-wise, you had the Transformers and the GoBots, and there was, of course, reruns of the old series and the animated series, a little bit of Doctor Who. There was a whole bunch of movies, B-movies, science fiction B-movies, and they all used the same ship. They always had the same model of spaceship, and it's kind of crappy. And then TNG came along towards the end of the 80s, and... That really caught my interest. I was a big fan of science fiction back then. And having this new series just really caught me up, caught my attention. It was better than anything that had come before. And it spawned off quite a few really interesting series as well. I mean, there was Babylon 5, um, Gene Roddenberry's Andromeda. But later on, there was uh, Stargate and Stargate SG-1. And, of course, the other... Star Trek series like DS9, Voyager, etc., etc. But yeah, it was back then when I was a little bit younger, not quite as old as I am now. Um, you know, TNG really caught that. Although the the first season was fairly cheesy until it grew the beard. Here, here. <laughs> so we started talking about Riker and you know the the favorite characters. Who? So who is is your favorite character, Riker, Kenna? Okay, it's no secret that I've got massive crusher on Commander Riker, but he, I. Is he my favorite character? Um, probably not, actually. I think uh, I have a lot of respect for Captain Janeway, um, especially as I've gotten older and I'm a manager now. I really respect the way they sort of wrote her character as a leader. Um, and I, I look up to that character quite a lot. But um, the character that I think was really underused and I would have loved to see more of was Guinan. Um, and I know there was, you know, probably contractual obligations and issues around that, but um, I really would have liked to see more of her in The Next Generation and beyond. How about you, Cam? Well, a specific favorite series, it would have to be Enterprise, the last one that they did, just because they had a TARDIS on the show at one point. 
It's just that just that just rules. That's it, you know. Um, as for a favorite character, I don't have one. There's really no preference between them. They're all fairly good for me. But if I really was forced and had my arm twisted, I would say Cisco. Really, Cisco. Hmm. The Cisco. The Cisco. Yeah. It's because he punched Q, wasn't it? Yeah, that has a big part yeah. of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, what brought you guys to Star Trek Online? Well. For me, it's funny, actually, because I haven't been playing Star Trek Online for that long. I, I joined around July of last year. I've been sort of aware of it since probably beta, but I've been purposely avoiding actually playing the game because I knew as soon as I did, it would suck my life away because I'd love it so much. So, you know, <laughs> finally last summer, I was in a position where I thought I had the time and the energy that I could spend and really immerse myself in this universe. So I, I joined up um, and... Uh, you know, obviously, um, I, I did. I loved it straight away. You know, I played it nonstop for like those first couple of weeks. Um, and yeah, I never looked back. How about you, Cam? Well, I was aware of Star Trek Online when it was first released. But back in those days, I was playing EVE Online. And um, back then, we considered games like Star Trek Online to be Care Bear games. And let's be honest, it still is a Care Bear game. What's wrong with Care Bears? It's really more of a My Little Pony game now, I think. Yeah, My Little Pony is awesome. E e yes. Don't call it Flappy Bird. <laughs> oh boy, it's getting close. Sometimes it's getting close. That uh, <laughs> that uh, game we had during the anniversary. <laughs> but um, yeah, so eventually I moved on to different games and stuff. And I have two of my brothers actually play this game, and I've seen them. Like I'd be walking past, I take a look at their computer, and it's like, oh, interesting. That does look interesting. So about two years ago, I jumped in and tried it out, and the rest is history. Okay, so you guys, what is your favorite thing to do in-game? Ah, well, um, perhaps controversially, um, I, I would have to say probably messing around in the exchange, actually. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I quite like it. Um, you know, there's nothing right. like the satisfaction of, like, you know, getting a whole full set of upgrades you know, for next to nothing, or um, one of the things I've been really wanting to do, which I haven't quite managed to get around to doing yet, is um, saving up enough uh, fleet credits for um, a Romulan bridge officer, which is pretty expensive. It's like 250k, isn't it? Something quite a lot of fleet credits to get a Romulan bridge officer, but I'm fairly confident you could do it with next to no, next to no money. So um, I'd like to try that out. Just, you know, flipping doffs, flipping R&D mats um, is just quite a satisfying thing to do. Now, just to clarify, you mean flipping them in the sense of, like, house hunters, not in, not in the uh, expletive-deleted sense? Yeah, um, flipping them is in, like, house hunters. Cause yeah, if, I'm just being silly. Yeah. Oh, there's flipping doffs. Oh, there's flipping doffs. No, no, no. Flipping doffs, grinding doffs, yeah, all of that good stuff. It's fun. I don't know why I find it fun, but I do, you know, going on and buying low and selling high and um, you know, keeping an eye on prices and that that stuff is really interesting to me. That whole in-game um, sort of commodities market is really interesting to me. What about you, Cam? Uh, I like flipping off the dots as well <laughs> and anything else that I can. <laughs> oh, I mean, um, actually, what I like to do is I uh, like to take unpopular ships or ships people think are crap or not worth it or whatever and push them to their max potential. 
and then post a video of it, make a post on the forums and stuff, and see the flames and rage and the nerd tears, and I get my bucket and I collect their tears and I use it to oh wax my, my warp core because you know their tears just give me more DPS. Polish your Latin <laughs> <Yeah>. trophies. <laughs> So how did you guys discover Priority One Podcast, and how does it feel now to be a host? Uh, well, I actually haven't even been listening to podcasts for very long, but it was sort of back in January, I think. I started, well, I, I stumbled upon the whole suite of Star Trek-themed podcasts over at Trek FM, um, and so I just got into the habit every day of just listening to one after the other after the other, and then um, I'm actually uh, fleet mates with Ben, our audio editor, and um, he'd mentioned on one of our fleet forums about Priority One, and I'd heard about Priority One, you know, on the um, the STO forums and that sort of thing, and so it finally was my impetus to go and hit subscribe, and I was like insta fan, like straight away, you know, I was listening in, and you guys were nerding out about, you know, DPS and um, DOF missions and whatever, and I was like. These are my people. They're talking my language. So, you know, for me to now be a host is totally out of this world. I mean, I was such a fangirl before, and I'm still kind of a fangirl, but now I'm actually actually talking to people. It's kind of weird. But I'm really enjoying it so far, and long may it continue. So to say we all. <laughs> How about you, Kim? Well, it's you guys already know the story about this. About, what was it, six months ago? Uh, roughly six months ago. Um, I believe it was at Agricel. Tom, he approached Elijah doing some kind of collaboration between the DPS League and Priority One. Um, unfortunately, after a certain point, Tom actually left the game for a certain period. And a couple of months later, uh, myself and Ryan STO approached Elijah again about restarting that. And um, we did a live stream, I believe. And, you know, the guys just asked me, okay, you know, Jace is in trouble or something. He's dying. Could you come replace him? And I'd be like, yay. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't actually do anything to hurt him, so yay. Oh, my God. Yeah, he just wants to make that clear to everybody. <laughs> Cam had nothing to do with it. Yeah, I would never, ever hurt Jace to replace him on the show. Plausible deniability. It never happened, never happened. And we never send Cookie away to rehab, you know, so I could take her place also. No, mm. Never do that, never, never. But yeah, that's it. That's pretty much it. Well, guys, it's, uh, it's a real pleasure having you. I think that uh, each of you brings certain talents, certain skills, certain understandings of, of Star Trek Online and, and the greater Star Trek community that is going to really take this show uh, into its next chapter. Uh, so I'm, I couldn't be happier with the, the choices that we've made. You guys are fantastic, and uh, we look forward to, to yours' 450th episode celebration. So when can we quit? It's 2015 now. We're locked into, okay. what, 2019 now? You're locked into okay, 2019. I'll, keep, yeah. I'll put that in my, my calendar right now. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> Set it on an 18-hour so, yeah. reminder. <laughs> so to the Priority One community, we ask that you welcome them with arms open, Please. with arms wide. Temba. <laughs> Temba. And, uh, you know, these guys are doing a great job. And I'm sure that, uh, every, I mean, we're already getting some fantastic feedback. So mm -hmm. uh, you guys are great, and it's great to have you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh -huh. Now let's open hailing frequencies and see what's incoming. Message coming in, sir. Hailing frequencies. Open. <laughs> see, we are getting to know each other. All right, Admirals, we're at the part of the show where we open hailing frequencies for your incoming messages. 
Last week's community questions were, how do you feel about time-gated rewards that require a replayed mission? And do you PvP? Lassiter Speller wrote on Facebook, I think far too much time is spent steering playtime with tactics like time-gated rewards for featured episodes. I understand why, but I agree that it is immersion-breaking. One would think that interesting and desirable things to do in-game would be enough to retain players. I don't have a problem with first-time play bonus rewards, but if some of them were tied to, let's say, a chance at dropping in featured episode-related patrols, it would save my immersion. Save my immersion. My immersion. My immersion. <laughs> oh, man. Elkanar wrote via PriorityOnePodcast.com, I really like the idea of getting a specialization point as a reward. I haven't bothered to grind specialization points, and I play very casually, maybe two hours a week. I gain maybe one specialization point a month. This would significantly increase my acquisition of specialization points. Thumbs up on this change. I agree. I love the specialization point I just got today for playing the featured episode. It was so easy. Yeah, I have the same problem that they have um, because I don't play enough sort of volume of time to grind through my specialization points. So getting one instantly is a real big help for me. Enos Dax wrote via PriorityOnePodcast.com I do PvP on the ground, so I understand the need for game balance. I'm also a firm believer in balance through PvP. If the game is balanced in PvP, you adjust PvE to perform the same. This will provide entire game balance. While I don't mind the new Tier 4 Iconian traits, I don't see a reason not to have immunity against it. I would like to see that this and other traits like it only affect the target of the user. This will ensure fire at will and other triggers don't stack. Everyone is aware how easy it is to get a 2.5% to trigger using fire at will 3. Well, just as easy as it is to use rapid fire or scatter volley or anything else. Mm-hmm. It does magnify procs though. I have no idea what anybody's talking about. Talking about, well, if you're if you're using AoE abilities, you get more procs of, of abilities that have a random chance each time. So it's a little disproportionate to maybe the intended power level of that trait. Uh, that might be true, but the other abilities will actually proc it more than Faw 3. Faw 3 is actually at a disadvantage to all the other abilities. Mm-hmm. Well, more people are probably using it. That's probably why they mentioned it. Eldarion79 wrote via PriorityOnePodcast.com. First question, I agree with Kenna. Doing the same episode numerous times over the next few weeks becomes tedious, especially when you have alts. Now, with the Delta Recruit, I have been going into previous featured episodes that give out the goodies, and that is more tiresome than leveling 50 to 60, especially when I'm a completionist. Perhaps in the future, the devs can follow Neverwinter's lead and have the items be a part of an event store during a short event. Ooh, that's a good idea. I like that. Yeah, I have to take a look at that. I uh, I looked into Neverwinter a bit, but I mostly was reading about the classes and builds, not their systems. But don't we kind of already have that? So we've, we, well, a lot of the the events have an event store of some kind. It's just well, that... Through the reputation. Yeah, the, well, the major featured events, I mean, the major seasonal events do. I, I'm not sure if it's different in Neverwinter. Oh, yeah, no, good point. So Tola had some great comments on the issue of the new featured episode, including kudos to the devs for the increase in quality over time, as well as some ideas for improving the feel of repeating them for rewards. However, I wanted to highlight Tola's closing remarks, and I got to say, I am happy that I will no longer hear any disparaging remarks about Deep Space Best Trek. 
or DS9. I, I think I think that was a jab at someone. I'm, I'm not sure. Oh, really? He, I just I, I didn't get that out of that. Uh, I might be wrong, though. You know what I'm going to do with all my free time? Not watch Deep Space Nine. <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh, just wait till we get to it when we record it. on screen. Darn it. You're going to have to watch every single episode. Oh, my God. How many series is it? <laughs> it's seven. Seven, yep. seven seasons. I'm going to subscribe to on screen before it's even out. I want to hear that. <laughs> That's it. Next week, DS9 theme. Each week, our social media channels are busy with your thoughts, opinions, and suggestions for the show. Please keep them coming. Reach out to us on facebook.com forward slash Priority One Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at STO Priority One, or shoot an email to incoming at PriorityOnePodcast.com. Well, Admirals, that wraps up episode 224 of Priority One Podcast, the final episode with Cookie Cupcakes and me as regular hosts. This has been a wonderful experience, and I've had such a great time on this show. I've made some amazing friends, and I've learned a lot along the way, and I'm truly going to miss it. But I'll still be in STO playing, so I hope to see you there. And we thank the awesome Patreon supporters that help bring you this show each week. Be sure to catch our episodes every Monday morning by pointing your podcast catchers to feeds.priorityonepodcast.com. This summer... Priority One Productions is launching a new show designed to add commentary to actual episodes of Star Trek. Watch episodes of your favorite series with familiar hosts like Cookie and me and special guests as we offer colorful commentary on the episodes. Keep an eye on PriorityOnePodcast.com for more information. Admirals, you know we love hearing from you. Let us know what you think of the show and submit your responses for our community question in the comment section on our site, on our Facebook page, or with a Twitter reply. This week's question, now that the featured episode has been released, what are your thoughts on the next chapter in the Iconian War? Let us know in the comment section for this episode on PriorityOnePodcast.com forward slash PO224. Stay in touch with us throughout the week by following our social media websites. Head over to facebook.com forward slash priority one podcast and give us a like. Or check us out on Twitter via at STO Priority One. You can even join the Priority One podcast chat in game. Just type forward slash channel underscore join space priority one. And don't forget to tune into Priority One Productions Guard Frequency podcast at guardfrequency.com, covering the ongoing development of Chris Roberts' upcoming Space Sim Star Citizen. If you like this show, then listening to Guard Frequency is the logical choice. The Priority One fleet is recruiting. If you're interested in joining, just shoot us an email with your at handle and we'll be sure to send you an invite. The email is incoming at priorityonepodcast.com. And now you can join our Klingon Fleet Division, Warriors of Priority One. Today is a good day to join. Congratulations to our new hosts, Kenna and Cam. I am confident that they will add so much to the content of this weekly show. Thanks to the entire team behind Priority One Podcast for their ongoing, dedicated, and consistent contributions over the years, including our audio engineers, Ben Churchill and Michael McDonald, a.k.a. Admiral Winters, with audio assistance from the latest addition to the team, Brandon Parker. This will actually be Ben Churchill's last episode to edit as well. And to you, Ben, thank you. Thank you for raising the bar and producing this show from week to week. And on behalf of the Priority One podcast team, we wish you smooth sailings. 
Thanks to our graphic artist, Romulan Ale. To all of our bloggers and their managing editor, L. To the writer of our prelude dramas and foundry reviewer, Jake Morgan. To our video editor, Jerry Tillman. To Chris Trone, our social media manager. And to consultant, Midnight Shadow 7 of Sweet Media for lending us a hand more times than I can count. Thanks to the composer of our theme music, Chris Watts. Thanks to our syndication partners, Subspace Radio and Trek Radio. But most importantly, a big thanks to you, the Star Trek online community, our listeners, our friends. Because without your ongoing support, none of this would be possible. Red alert. Shields up. Ready weapons. Engage. Back, and if you're just tuning in uh, to. Oh, wait. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you guys. Can you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> it sounded like a, like a Foley effect from a movie or something. That was brilliant. <laughs> it was empty, so I needed oh, to recall it. Oh, God. Fan Task Force One says who peed. If you're just joining us, you're you're listening to the shenanigans uh, for on episode 224 of Priority One podcast. Of course, as always, before we wrap things up, we'll open hailing frequencies. Try that one for... again because I you changed guys it up changed on it. <laughs> yep. I'm just so used to it being the certain way. Before we wrap. <laughs> we are not just jokers. <clears throat> We're not just joking. <laughs> You sound more like Batman than the Joker when you do that. Get the high voice back, Cam. Let me just clear my throat a little bit. Voice check, voice check. How does that sound? Sorry. Here's from Batman. Batcam. Bam, in your face, Internet. We're the hipsters of science. Because we're cool like that. 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 We're cool. Star Trek Online News in three, two. All right, Emeralds, we have another week and another week of Star Trek Online News. Ken, I wanted to take us away on this magic carpet ride of I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, man. This is why we don't let Elijah ad lib. Oh, <laughs> I was already wondering whether I was going to make it through without laughing. Now it definitely isn't going to happen. And building sandcastles in the sand. Sandcastles in the 
Listen. Wait a minute. I just got to make sure I'm on the right. Hold on. I'm, uh, hold on. I got to do that part oh, again. Oh, no. Come on. I think I think wait, that's wait, wait, fine. Wait. That's fine. Uh-oh. Oh, no. I'm on the right. Let me just do it again. Sand castles in the sand. That's perfect. I'm disappointed yeah. we had no harmony. <laughs> Can I ixnay ixnay on that? Can Cut I? and print. Uh-oh. And now we're building oh, see what you've started now. sand castles in all right, but we also have some new things on, to look on, forward take, to this year. Uh, bring that butt down just a little bit. Yeah, lower oh, your butt. Whoa. <laughs> bring your butt down. Pop, block, and drop it. Block, <laughs> and drop it. Okay. I think she actually did pop, block, and drop Like, she was doing it as she said it. Because if <laughs> you noticed, you know her, vo- her yeah, voice she, went yeah, yeah. off of the mic. She stepped away from the mic. <laughs> you can hear gentle swishing in the background. That's oh, what boy. he told her. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. <clears throat> we also have a chance to get a Ferengi Nandi warship. Did I say that right, Jace? I don't know. It's a, they just made it up, so I have no idea. That's how it sounds in my mind. You could use the first take on that one. Can we, can I know you, our. Com- thir- can you give me a third take, please? <laughs> <laughs> we will also have a chance to Wait, get a. La- you started laughing. It's not going to work. All right, go. Because God forbid that I sound happy. No, it's when not. I talk. That- you have got to be kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I quit. <laughs> Hashtag robot performance. We will also have a chance to get a Ferengi you Nandi see, it warship. It always happens. I, <laughs> I know. I asked <laughs> Cookie, can you. Do me if it, can you repeat that? And then she did does it the exact extreme opposite. Now I'm, now watch, I'll do it. It's you know what it is. It's like it's like in Austin Powers when he has to ask the question three times. That's what this is. Mm. Are you done? Yes. Are you ready? Oh my I was done four weeks ago. <laughs> I don't like Longer it. Longer than that. Daddy fight. <laughs> Have a drink, Elijah. I can't. I'm at work. <laughs> oh, strategical error. Okay, we will also have a chance to get a Ferengi. What the heck was that noise? <gasps> Somebody's iPhone. Phone's doing so. <laughs> the fer- what the heck? Oh, oh my man. God! What did I say to activate my Google thing? My phone says the Ferengi. What the heck was that noise on it right now? <laughs> <laughs> That's what my phone says. And the screen I've never true. seen before. I've never seen the screen on oh, man. <laughs> what did I say that activated my phone to do this thing? Is this a bug? Are you guys punking me right now? Did somebody do something to my phone? Oh, you didn't. You didn't use. Um, you didn't use Team Viewer, did you? Oh, not on my phone. No, Jace. I don't know what this is, but I. I feel like I need to turn my phone off. I don't feel like. like I feel like somebody's watching me on it. Somebody is probably. Oh, right. epic, epic. Don't worry, Elijah. I'll say it week. again. As is, as is right. We don't have to do the rest of the show. We'll just, we'll just put the bloopers on. I want this ship to have a like a plasma whip come out of it. Oh yeah. yeah. I'm sure Trendy would be all about that. She's always chasing people around with the whip and ground. Yep. <laughs> I'm not crafting anything until I can change the modifiers and have control over them. Oh, that takes all the fun out of it though. What fun? What are you talking about? Fun? There's nothing like grinding through about 400 Mark II anti-poton yeah. beam arrays just to get your crit H mm-hmm. times two. <laughs> That's that's all the fun. Maybe not. Hmm. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, d- dead silence. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That was awesome. <laughs> How about you, Kim? What about me? <laughs> You're like, what show is this? What are we doing right now? It? When are we getting pizza? Yeah. Podcast? Poutine huh? pizza. What's a podcast? If it's over 30 minutes, I don't listen to it. <laughs> you mean this is not a literature, literature club? I can't even make that joke. <laughs> book club. <laughs> I thought this was a book club. It's arms wide open. I've got a pen in my mouth. I can't sing properly. Oh, that was you? I didn't even... It... <laughs> what wow. did you think it was? I don't know. I was like... What <laughs> yeah, I didn't know Who's where that came from. I thought it was Cam. Right, like I can sing like that. <laughs> oh, Where's Rachel? Here's a trigger. <laughs> I'm Ox to Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, why don't you say these things when we're recording? This is Elijah, Feedback Sync 1. This is Cookie, Feedback Sync 2. This is Jay's Feedback Sync 3. This is Cam, Feedback Sync 4. This is Cam- Feedback in Ooh. Dude, what? <laughs> <laughs> so you forgot about Kenna? How could you forget oh, about Kenna? You just said how grateful Burn. you were to have me here, and now you just cut me out. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're learning okay, the Kenna. truth so about sorry. this podcast so, fast. Oh I'm so sorry. It's, it's okay, Kenna. It's okay. It's all right. Just give me a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be okay. Really Whoa, have answer. my bucket. My I'll bucket. Be okay. The bucket, yeah. Last week's community questions were How do you feel about time gated rewards that require a replayed mission? And do you PvP? <laughs> that would be actually a really good question, and we'd get two people replying. What are. <laughs> Always oh feedback. Uh, okay. Do you PvP? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, guys. We can do this. We can okay. do this. Uh, well, my uh, my real name is Elio, but uh, since most people have a hard time pronouncing it and it's been mispronounced my entire life, I typically go by Elijah, uh, especially for any gaming that I do. I'm a recent grad from Kane University, having earned a Bachelor of Arts in Theater. Uh, and what that really means is that I'm going to be in debt for the rest of my life, and I'll be sticking with my day job. My two passions in life is, have always been performing and technology, and when I say performing, no, I don't mean Chippendale dancing. I mean uh, actually singing professionally. I love it to death, and it's uh, something I, I very much enjoy. In terms of gaming, uh, I've done, I've tried a couple of MMOs, uh, including that whose name we shall not mention, and uh, I never really got into the whole fantasy adventure thing. I'm, I'm more of a sci-fi fan. Uh, which is why I played uh, The Matrix Online actively, the ill-fated Ill Matrix Online. And now my love is uh, deep for Star Trek Online. This week, we're also joined by community guest host, Cookie Cupcakes. Cookie, thank you for joining us tonight. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? What got you into Trek, for instance, and Star Trek Online? Well, I grew up watching it, of course. And although I didn't, I don't think I absorbed a lot of the details when I was little... I remembered the adventure, which motivated me to rewatch it all again later in life. I've watched and enjoyed all the different TV series, but The Next Generation is my favorite. 
and it's actually been a means of stress relief during those times in life when I just needed to relax and escape. Uh, there's this kid in New York or the, uh, New Jersey or somewhere back in the East Coast who, when we were uh, doing the beta contest at the beginning <laughs> of the, at the beginning of the, uh, I think there was a contest where you could ask to be in the beta. This kid mailed us something like 140 postcards asking to be in beta uh like they're all handwritten uh and and his name was elio and so we we also give out elio prizes and so if you if you excel at uh your tasks you can earn one of those elios and it's you basically you get a uh, one of his postcards uh, signed and uh and given to you so that's uh, he's infamous amongst our team everyone knows what an elio is so I'm going to I'm going to go off the record here and say hi I'm Elio. Hi. Hey, how are you? That's, that's there you are. Good. Hello sir. We, that's awesome. You are you are infamous my friend. That's Everyone Kito. loves getting Elios. Yeah, so that's okay, that. So we thank still, you guys. Thank you. I'm glad you sent so many of those because uh, we haven't run out yet. All right, good, 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 good. Okay. Um how do you pronounce this guy's name? Kui. 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 That's what the Spanish children are saying. Wee, 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 mine. <laughs> <laughs> you broke cookie. It's so funny when you say it. Oh my god. And that's the way the cookie crumbles. <laughs> that tamale is mine. Stop. <laughs> Make me hungry. There's too much involved to have a good PvP match in the game. There's just too much. Too much planning and pre-meditated planning. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike that sentence. <laughs> Unlike that sentence. Uh, all right, move it up. In season nine, dev blog number thirteen, Nick Taco Fangs Dugid. Nick Taco Fangs Dugid. Nick Taco Fangs Dugid. Why are you saying it? Why, what the hell was that about? Nothing. Never mind. Don't worry about it. It's g it, with a g with a g gif. It's a gif. It's jif. It's jif. Apparently, you're mega muffed. Whatever that means. I think he means muffled. Yeah, yeah Fargonaut said muffled. You said mega muffed. <laughs> no, Fargonaut said mega. Oh. <laughs> I just read that wrong. I'm sorry. And season nine, Dev Blodge number fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and in the recording booth is our audio engineer, Skiffy. You know, I find it insulting that you're all like Skiffy, and then and then, well, Elijah, tell us what we have in store this week. Wacky waving, fighting with seven tube men, undine the core ships. Put the nick in a box. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, the <laughs> everybody listening just went, What did I just hear about it? Because step one, put the nick in the box. Yeah, the nick. Exactly. Here's where I think that people make it open the box. Ready? Ready? Okay. When doing Delta Rising content, I'm sure you've noticed when in battle with the Vaudoir, several blue targeting reticles. Ret reticles? Is that reticles? Really? Reticles. 
And don't forget to check out Priority One Productions' sister podcast, Guard Frequency. We're at guardfrequency.com and bringing you all the up-to-the-minute... Can I have that as a ringtone? I want that as a ringtone. Oh yeah, that's hot. And then, and then every once in a while, just loop aficionado underneath that. That's gonna be oh oh that's hot. We got a we got a hit in our hands right there. Okay. Cookie cookie cookie. It's just so funny. I'm sorry. I didn't even have to make a joke. I said my sock is ready because I have a sock on. And she heard something very different. I heard what you said. All right. <laughs> this is Cookie Feedback Sync One. This is Elijah Cookie. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Hey, Elijah, Elijah, do you know what this is?